If you've got an insurance question, you could talk to a dentist. But instead of filling you in on ways to save on your policies, he'd probably be too busy filling in that loose crown. Or you could talk to your local GEICO agent, who will use their expertise to polish up your policies, from home and auto to renters, motorcycle, boat, and RV too. So while, yes, your dentist can save your smile, your GEICO agent could save you money, which will make you use that smile a whole lot more. To find a GEICO agent near you, visit geico.com local. Thomas Beckett. He was a politician, a chancellor. Eventually, he became archbishop in England in the 1100s. And he came in conflict with the authorities of the state. He was determined to support the church and the church's right to proceed as it had been proceeding taking care of the people of the church, appointing their own bishops, and following the rules and guidances that come to reference to the monasteries and monastic life. Henry II had a different idea. He insisted that Thomas change his philosophy in favor of the crown. He insisted that Thomas give in to allowing Henry to run the church as he wanted to run it in England. Thomas would not give in. Conflict arose between the politician and the archbishop. And eventually, something along the lines of, will anyone rid me of this cleric, was said by Henry. And four of his knights thought they'd do him a favor. And on this day, the 29th of December, 1162, they went to the church where Thomas was in prayer with other monks, and they sacrificed him. They martyred him. They stabbed him. They cut his head off, and his blood and his brains spilled out all over the church. And his dying words were, that he gives his life for Christ. We don't have to go that far right now in our country, but there are people who have gone that far in other countries. People throughout the Muslim world, Christians, are often being sacrificed, sold into slavery, forced to become Islamic. Christians in China, especially Catholics who speak out, are being persecuted and jailed and in their unique way, they disappear. The church is in some sort of negotiation, officially Vatican to Beijing, about the status of the church in China, and it's not too clear. They're, the contract that they have has not been disclosed. I'm not even going to guess or venture a guess as to what the contract says. But the church is maintaining a presence there in China, although a very sacrificial presence in many cases. And as you know, in China, there's the official church of China and the Catholic, Roman Catholic Church underground and some group in between. 
the official church of China can appoint their own bishops and teach their own dogma. The underground Roman church preaches what we preach, what you and I know as the faith of the Roman church, the Roman Catholic church. And then there's that group in between that are under heavy watch as they practice their faith. Years ago, we were in Russia. The wall had already come down. The Great Wall of Berlin had already come down. So we had access to a lot in Russia. And there, outside the, all of the churches that the Greek Orthodox, the Russian Orthodox participated in, were cameras, very much like our security cameras. But they were outside the church. So we asked the guide, what are the cameras for? Because we, we hadn't used security cameras yet, even in our own country, you know, on, in a regular church. And that was a way of the government to tracking who went to church. Whoever went to church wouldn't receive as many food coupons as the average Russian, would never receive a position in government authority, and the list goes on of persecutions. That was in the 90s. The church is still being persecuted throughout the world today, here in our own country, in our own neighborhood, in our own city. The church is being persecuted, sometimes covertly and sometimes overtly. I think the overt persecution is a lot easier to deal with. Of course, we can wash paint off a wall, we can repair a statue. But the covert, the, the teaching against the church, against the ministry of the church, against religion. Yesterday, I was in St. Patrick's Cathedral, and I sat toward the back of the cathedral for a few moments, coming in from our long walk. And there was a woman right behind me speaking to the person, the man she was with. I just heard their voices. I didn't turn around. And she said, so, so what do you mean you, you don't believe in God? And that's right there in the middle of this beautiful cathedral. And his response was, it never appealed to me. And I always think it's just, as, as um, Mark said, opium of the people. And he quoted him. He says, it's just a way to keep people quiet. And the woman says, no, it's not, not that way for me. I, I believe in God. And they, they knew each other, it seemed. I believe in God, and, and God has helped me in many, many aspects of my life. And of course, the debate went on. He says, well, that's just your mind and how you think. And the conversation mellowed out. I didn't hear the rest of it. And I continued with my own prayers. And whenever I go to a church like that, a new church, on pilgrimage, and I travel a lot, as you know, I pray for all of you. I pray for my family, my friends, and all the, those that I serve in the various parishes I assist at. But the persecution of the church is covert in many areas. That's why I think it's important to stand up, sometimes to the point of verbal martyrdom, like the red represents. Thomas would not give in to the power of the king, even though he had a, a lot to benefit from. He was chancellor, he had money, he had, he had position, he had possessions that the king endowed him. And yet, he would not give up 
Because the church is one, from St. Peter to the Pope that was reigning at that time, the church is one. Not perfect, we're, we, we're people, but we're under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And with our conscience, the Holy Spirit inspires us to speak out and to act out of the faith that we have. To act as if we really do believe to act as if we really are praying for one another, not as just a play acting, but as the action of our lives. As you know, the word liturgy means action of the people, our action together. Liturgy is this, us coming together, listening to God's word, breaking bread and receiving the Eucharist. That's liturgy, our action responding to how we understand God in our lives. We have a group of intentions today, and every day we have many intentions that we, we bring to the altar. But as we pray for, for Mrs. Bruschke, we pray for, for my friend Mary in, in, United, in New Jersey, we're, we're doing it with confidence as we ask the Lord to heal those intentions that we bring before the altar, we're doing it with confidence because we have a relationship with God. And no one can take that relationship away from you unless we give it up. As the scriptures take, take very seriously, if we live with him, we die with him. If we persevere with him, we'll reign with him. If we are unfaithful, he's still going to be faithful. However, if we deny him, he denies us. We're here because we believe that we're meant, in the words of, of Matthew's Gospel, that we're giving up our lives as possessions and taking on our lives as imitating the cross of Jesus Christ. We take on our lives walking with Christ, we take on our, cries, our cross and are proud of it. Now the reality is that we are in a pandemic and a recent survey indicated that this is not the worst thing that ever happened in the United States. It's number eight out of the worst years, 2020, that the United States has ever experienced. You can go online and get the details. But for us, it's number one, because it's the cross that we are carrying. As we watch people that we know suffer, some die, we know that many are healed with the vaccination, healed after the therapy, and are healed and brought back to life. We're praying that the world know that God's hand is involved with that, that those who die, die in the Lord, we pray, and receive eternal life. That those who die without the Lord still receive the mercy and love of God. Not everybody believes in Jesus Christ. We do, and we're proud of it. For those who don't believe, we pray. We pray that they can come home. We pray that they can return to the Father. Today we celebrate an English Archbishop martyr, Thomas Becket. And he gives us reason to think about our own role and how much we would give up for our faith in Christ Jesus.
If you've got a personal auto insurance question, you could talk to a cab driver. Although the policies he recommends might include avoiding the interstate, beating traffic by taking the back roads, and only making left turns when absolutely necessary. Or you could talk to your local GEICO agent, whose policy is to use their expertise to navigate your insurance, finding the best route to help you save money on insurance for your home, car, and more. And as an added bonus, you'll be able to avoid traffic jams and potholes entirely. To find a GEICO agent near you, visit geico.com slash local. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.